0: Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android.
1: Blown away. It's hard to just stand
2: here right now. The story has been the wind.
1: And more dangerous than winds or floods. The silent killer. Then, the dad hospitalized with COVID-19. One person in my house thought it's more important to go hang out with some friends he blamed his son for infecting him after going to a party can the family ever forgive him do you have regrets
2: for not listening to your parents and
1: invasion of the (laughs) anti-maskers
2: and are the wildfires
1: spreading the virus plus Trump Town Hall firestorm.
0: This was an ambush. Why don't you wear a mask more often? Why would you downplay a pandemic? Please stop and let
3: me finish my question, sir. A lot of people looking at that would go, whoa! And...
0: You've heard about all the problems the post office is having, but not like this.
3: Exploding
1: mail trucks.
4: Oh, wow, it's exploding.
1: What's causing all these mail trucks to blow up?
4: It's really close to our house.
1: Plus delayed for six months the first big country music award show since the pandemic
5: and why they took over a strip mall to make the big show happen
1: now inside edition with deborah norville
0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. It's going to take a long time. That's what authorities are saying about the recovery from Hurricane Sally, which hit land early today and is creeping along ever so slowly. And with catastrophic flooding and high winds, Les Trent says there is something else to worry about.
3: These were once luxury condos. Walls have been ripped out. You can see the destruction inside the apartments in Gulf Shores, Alabama. The thriving tourist town took a direct hit as Hurricane Sally barreled ashore. This looks like a river, but it's a highway with ruined homes and businesses on each side. The dramatic drone video was shot as the eye of the hurricane passed overhead. This semi was flipped over by the wind crossing Mobile Bay. Reporters struggled to keep standing. Oh, Rob, please, please, please be careful out there. We are in what is known as the worst of it. CBS This Morning national correspondent David Begno reported where Sally packed the most punch. Just to get outside for us to do our live shot, it
1: took
6: two or three grown men just to open the door. In fact, we were worried about opening the door because we thought the glass would shatter. Uh, Luckily, it did not. But ferocious is almost
3: an understatement to describe the wind. Hundreds of thousands are without power today. And it's important to remember a little known fact. During Hurricane Laura last month, more people died from misusing portable generators than from the wind and floods. Home improvement expert Steve Sierra told me the greatest danger comes from running a
6: generator inside your garage. When you start it up, it'll fill this area with exhaust. Even a little gap like this within the cord, you know, even a window or a door, it could get inside. And running a generator is actually... Like running 450 cars. You
3: heard right. Some generators produce the carbon monoxide of 450 cars. So this is like running a a freeway inside of your garage. Exactly. That's why the generator must be moved outside at least 20 feet from any window or door. The exhaust must point away from the house. Another tip, run only one major appliance per extension cord. The safest way to run a generator is with a special connection like this, directly hooking up the generator to the house. You're running this right into your panel, and, and your entire house now has power. Good to know as you deal with the wrath of Hurricane Sally.
0: There are still two months left for hurricane season, and they're almost out of storm name, something that's only happened once. There are only three left after that. The Greek alphabet letters will be used to name storms. Not too long ago, we told you about a father who was hospitalized with COVID-19 for 45 days, and he blamed his teenage son for giving the whole family the virus. Well, daddy's back home now, and the family is speaking with Stephen Fabian in this Inside Edition exclusive.
6: This family is dealing with a lot. 43-year-old John Place is back home today after surviving COVID-19 and blaming his son for giving him the virus. I knew where I
3: got it from. We were all being careful, but one person in my house thought it's more important to go hang out with some friends.
6: The shame 21-year-old Nicholas felt was profound. Do you have regrets for sort of not listening to your parents and, and going out? Of course, uh, I have a ton of regret. From day one of the pandemic, uh, the Place family of Plantation, Florida oh, really? was super cautious. To make sure everybody's nice and clean, okay? And- including Nick, until he went to a friend's party without a mask. A few days later, he felt sick. I thought I just had a cold. I didn't say anything. COVID-19 spread quickly through the family. By a show of hands, how many of you got sick from coronavirus? Everyone but 22-year-old Kalen. (laughs) On Father's Day, John was rushed to a hospital where doctors placed him on a ventilator. He was in a medically induced coma for three weeks. His wife, Michelle...
5: Him being on the ventilator and having to make that decision to to try to save his life and not knowing if indeed it would work, you know, it was so scary.
6: The bitterness he felt spewed out in this social media posting that went viral. This is real. I'm here.
3: I was fighting for my life because somebody in my house didn't wear a mask and decided to go out and have fun.
6: (laughs) Nicholas was overwhelmed with guilt. This man right here is... Literally, like my rock, you know, this is a man that's brought me up, took care of me, supported me, and, you know, loved me all throughout my 21 years of living. I'm alive. I'm alive. John was hospitalized for 45 days. He had to relearn everything from bathing himself to walking again. One,
2: two, three. I got it, I got it, I
3: got it. I can stand
2: from a sitting position.
6: I'm very lucky. You know, I had great doctors and nurses, and they saved my life. One minor misstep can lead to serious consequences. I feel a great deal of shame. I just know I could have done better, and I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't make the right call. Today, the message they want to relate is a family coming together in forgiveness.
3: We're a close family. I love him so much you know i just hope that he learned from this
0: Well, we have all learned from your story. And though John is out of the hospital, the family now faces a hospital bill, which is close to $1 million. Other news today, there's concern that the smoke moving across the country from the fires out west could lead to more respiratory infections, including COVID-19. And so wearing masks is more important than it has ever been. But to anti-maskers, well, they just don't want to hear that. Even though the experts say they are putting themselves and other people at Risk. Yeah, take it off. It's an invasion of anti maskers. Mask. Watch off. as they march
2: through a Target store in Fort Lauderdale and order other customers to remove their masks. Take off
1: that mask. You don't have to ask. It's freedom of choice. The anti
2: maskers set their protest to the rock song, We're Not Going to Take It. We're not uh, Twisted Sister frontman Dee Snyder shot back. No, these selfish blanks do not have my permission or blessing to use my song for their moronic cause. And Gliano spoke to the anti-masker organizer, Chris Nelson.
4: Did you feel that you were putting customers at risk? Absolutely
2: not. Why do I need to be wearing a mask for somebody else's mask to work? In South Dakota, this anti-masker made a scene at a school board meeting. Police have to forcefully remove him.
5: I don't have a mask.
2: And this woman erupts when a gas station owner refuses to sell her beer because she's not wearing a mask. Now, smoke from the out-of-control wildfires in the West is triggering another new COVID-19 threat. Smoke from the wildfires has now drifted all the way across the country. Now, doctors are warning of a surge in coughing. And as we all know, coughing spreads the COVID-19 virus. Dr. Armand Dorian warns that in these smoky conditions, even people in good shape might be more likely to contract COVID-19. The fire itself creates that smoke which creates inflammation or irritation in the lining of your lung. So it does two things. One, it makes the lung more susceptible for it to actually get infected. Secondly, you're coughing. So if you are infected, you're more likely to spread it to others. (laughs) This mom found herself coughing within seconds of standing outside in the red, eerie, smoky haze of her Oregon neighborhood. We're now seeing new dramatic footage of California firefighters battling to save a neighborhood in Fresno County that was overrun by flames. The firefighters drove through a wall of flames to escape.
0: Incredible stuff. And the smoke from those fires has now traveled all the way over to Europe. President Trump took questions from undecided voters last night during a town hall, and one feisty woman almost stole the show when she felt she'd been cut off, and she told the commander in chief, let me finish. Les Trent spoke with her today. Please stop and let me finish my question, sir.
3: The college professor who rebuked the president for interrupting her is speaking out today. Dr. Alicia Black was asking a question about health care at last night's ABC town hall when the president stepped in
0: should pre-existing conditions which obamacare brought to fruition be removed no without please
3: stop and let me finish my question sir a lot of people looking at that would go whoa i was
0: polite i wasn't loud i wasn't disrespectful i just want to speak for people like me because we need our health care.
3: It was a rough night for the president as he was peppered with some really tough questions.
2: Why did you throw vulnerable people like me under the bus?
3: Why don't you wear a mask more often? Why would you downplay a pandemic? Trump's supporters claim he
4: was set up. This was an ambush and Biden's not gonna take any questions like this. He's not gonna get any questions like this.
3: Sorry. But the president is getting points today for showing his compassionate side. Comforting a young woman who just lost her mother.
2: Just take your time. That's fine. Georgia has plenty of time, I hope, right? Meanwhile, Joe
3: Biden is taking heat for this cringe-inducing moment at a campaign event with Hispanics in Florida. I just have one thing to say. He opened by playing the hit song mm-hmm. Desposito on his phone. All right. A Trump campaign advisor tweeted, Does Joe Biden realize that Desposito means slowly? Fits well with Slow Joe. The president seized on the moment, retweeting a doctored video that replaced Desposito with something much more inflammatory. Twitter labeled the tweet manipulated media. And the president's nasty nickname for Nancy Pelosi has landed CNBC personality Jim Cramer in hot
6: water. What deal can we have at Crazy Nancy? I'm sorry, that that was the president. He
3: actually called the House Speaker Crazy Nancy to her face. It was a
6: tongue-in-cheek attempt to make a point about the harsh tone of the negotiations in Washington, but it felt completely flat, and I apologize for that. I would never use that term, but it
0: But you just
4: did. But
0: you just did. Yes, he did. Today it was reported that a couple of White House staffers have tested positive for COVID 19. The White House says they don't comment on health related issues. And there are serious concerns over the U.S. postal system's ability to handle all the mail in ballots that are expected for the presidential election. And now the Postal Service is dealing with another problem
4: exploding
0: mail trucks.
4: It's really close to our house.
6: Frantic moments as a U.S. mail truck suddenly bursts into flames.
4: Our front yard is on fire.
6: Homeowners along this quiet tree-lined street terrified their mailman may be trapped inside. Oh, wow, it's exploding. Mary and Peter Fry recorded these dramatic images. I jumped up from the table, I went to the door, and I look out and I see this mail truck on fire. It was the cabin of it just in flames. And so I run out the door to see if the mail carrier's inside the vehicle. Luckily, no one was inside. But terrifying scenes like this have been playing out in neighborhoods across the country. My truck is burning! Oh, the dash is melted. In the last six years, more than 400 mail trucks have burst into flames. Watch as this truck in Kansas City turns into a rolling ball of fire. It skids down a snow-covered street in reverse and nearly crashes into a house. Right now, there are more than 140,000 of these mail trucks still on the road. They're putting public at risk, they're putting the drivers at risk, they're putting property at risk. Sean Kane is a leading expert on automotive safety. Looking at these videos, you can see that the fire's starting at the back of that engine area and really right in front of the, the driver. So why are so many mail trucks spontaneously bursting into flames? You can't ignore the age of these vehicles. That appears to be a significant factor in what's happening. The United States Postal Service told the Inside Edition the safety of our employees is of foremost importance. It says it is planning to replace the trucks and has implemented mandated maintenance schedules and preventative maintenance inspection procedures for the existing Postal Service vehicle fleet.
4: I can't imagine being a mail
0: carrier and knowing that this sort of thing could happen. In July, the House of Representatives approved a $6 billion bill to replace the entire fleet of trucks that have been catching fire. The Senate has not yet taken up that measure.
1: Next, delayed for six months, the first big country music award show since the pandemic.
5: And why they took over a strip mall to make the big show happen.
1: Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. We'll be right back.
0: After a six-month delay, the Academy of Country Music Awards are tonight. Because of COVID concerns, the show was also moved from Las Vegas to Nashville. And that's where Megan Alexander is. Hey,
5: Megan. Thanks, Deborah. The ACM Awards show is taking place here at the legendary Grand Ole Opry House. The parking lot is packed with tour buses, which will be used as dressing rooms for the live performers. Due to the pandemic, access to this venue is strictly limited. They will only allow one performer in at a time. And get this. Many of the nominees will be waiting in the parking lot. If they win an award, they'll actually accept that award in the parking lot. So no glitzy red carpet like last year's in Las Vegas and no excited fans. What's usually a loud lively party will be transformed into an intimate and safe celebration in Nashville where most of the singers live and hunkered down during the pandemic. This year also marks the return of Taylor Swift to the country music stage. She last performed at the ACMs back in 2013. Taylor is set to perform her new song, Betty, live in her country music comeback. Several artists pre-taped their performances at two other iconic Nashville locations, the Ryman Auditorium downtown and at the Bluebird Cafe behind me. As you can see, they've completely taken over this strip mall, putting up a security barrier. In order to get inside, you have to be tested for COVID-19. Just one more way, the ACMs are being extra careful. Miranda Lambert, who has won more ACM awards than any other performer, will be waiting at the Bluebird Cafe
0: to see if she wins again. The show will open with the medley from all of the Entertainer of the Year nominees. When we come back, Emily Ratajowski's shocking allegation against a photographer. Model Emily Ratajkowski is accusing a fashion photographer of sexually assaulting her and her allegations are disturbing.
6: Supermodel Emily Ratajkowski is accusing a photographer of sexually assaulting her. In an essay she wrote for a New York Magazine, she claims fashion photographer Jonathan Letter took advantage of her during a lingerie shoot in 2012 when she was 20 years old, plying her with glasses of wine. I'd never been in a situation like this before, she writes. Jonathan silently refilled my glass and I kept drinking. She then quotes the photographer saying, let's try naked now. Most of what came next was a blur. I don't remember kissing, but I do remember... It really, really hurt. Letter is hitting back, calling the accusation outrageous and false. In her essay, Radikowski quotes the photographer as saying no one would believe her story because this is the girl that bounced around naked in the Robin Thicke video at that time. You really want someone to believe she was a victim? A reference to the music video for Robin Thicke's hit, Blurred Lines, which catapulted her to fame. The photographer's representative says the comment was taken out of context and had nothing to do with her sexual assault allegation. Photographers caught up with Ratajkowski last night as she headed to a restaurant in New York. She says she didn't go to police. She considered suing, but at the time, couldn't afford the legal bills. I never told anyone about what happened, and I tried not to think about it, she tells the magazine.
0: When we come back, a proposal surprise. Finally today,
4: a well-planned proposal. This young man is proposing to his girlfriend, but she doesn't know it yet she can't read the cards. Finally, the countdown. He takes the knee, and of course, she says yes. Well done. That
0: proposal has more than 20 million views. That's Inside Edition. Thanks for watching.
4: Stay safe. We'll see you tomorrow. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Spoiler